Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Episode of Strike Cast. Strike Cast. Oh, it's the show where we strike, um, and we get hype about stuff and things. I'm your co-host Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host David Bell, and I am your sole producer Jeff May. Hello, oh, Jeffrey. Son of a bitch. Yep, that's me. This might, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hi. How are you? Me, I am very talented. Yeah. Riding real high well, on being mean, our sole producer. Oh, you meant an emotional mm-hmm. how am I? <laughs> I know. It's good. I mean, one. it's up fine. You know, things are good. Um, I like getting in the Wayback Machine. Um uh, sure. for, for strike casts. Um, anytime I can talk about when I was eleven. Um it's I was a good day, right? It's, I will oh, be here yeah. for it. Yeah. I don't hate it. I you know what? I've made a career you know out of remembering what happened when I was eleven. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tom what's and I have made a podcast about it. This might be our last strike cast. Yeah. Well, As of release, um, they should be having a meeting right now, right? Right. And we're also taking so next week we don't have a hype cast because um I'm gonna be gone. We are pl- putting something out on Friday for people who are worried and, and freaking out right now Pumpcast. and setting their house on fire. But um, that means that if the strike gets handled between now and, you know, what, oh, two weeks from now? Yeah. Then uh, we're back. We're back. October 20th is your next scheduled um, yeah. blank cast. So you hear that? Folks, yeah. that's how long you yeah, have. You get you get that thing settled. I would like to say Blank Cast is a podcast exclusively about Blank Man. Mm. Can I Classic be on this film. podcast? I, I want to do this. <laughs> I want to talk about J5 for an hour, if I could. Yeah. <laughs> J5. I forgot about J5. I need to rewatch Blank Man. Motherfuckers act like they forgot about J. <laughs> J5. <laughs> oh. uh, Jeff? Yeah. Do you want to like plug some stuff? Plug maybe some stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm going to assume that you have a passing knowledge of me as a person. But if not, I am the co-host of Tom and Jeff Watch Batman. I'm the Jeff half of that with my boy Tom Ryman. You uh, are listening to him on this, so I do that show on the Gamefully Unemployed Patreon. Um, you are most likely familiar with Adam Todd Brown. I do a lot of shows with him. We just started our Andre Agassi season of You Don't Even Like Sports, um, which I know. Tom, you like the show, so it's I'm back. pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah, a new season started. 
Um, and I do, you don't even like this show and, and we do, you don't even like sports cards, which we just did. Uh, I open packs of trading cards on camera, which is my favorite thing to do. You got to get in on it, Tom. I really need to. I'm so, I'm, I'm vibrating with jealous rage. It's so fun. Um, and then of course I have my own show. Jeff has cool friends, um, which, uh, is a long form interview podcast with people that I think are incredibly fascinating. And I think you would as well. Um, you can get that for free or you can go to patreon.com slash Jeff May, J E F F M A Y for early access to uncensored episodes with bonus content, including access to exclusives like Ugg fine with Kim crawl and early access to nerd with Dre Alvarez. Um, so we got lots of stuff. I think this month, Dre and I are covering Adventures in Babysitting, which is one of my all-time favorite. Oh, fuck. That's a pretty sweet movie. I haven't seen that one since I was a, a little La- little turd. Last month, and... we did Searching for Bobby Fisher. <laughs> and it's so funny because I'm like, we're having a lot of fun with these, but I'm like, I don't think these are going to pick up the algorithm at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think these aren't going to catch much tooth in the algorithm, but. Real, real good um, for the brand. But yeah, and I do, uh, I do. I must break you, which is my uh, brilliantly named by Dre, my co-producer at Nerd. I must break you is my uh, YouTube show where I open cards every Wednesday afternoon. It is a good name. It was a very good, a solid name. name yeah, yeah. I'm not mad Thank about the you name. For joining us, I'm glad. What's to be. new? Any, anybody do anything? Anybody beat Baldur's Gate three lately? Nope. Because I have. Oh, good. Good for you, Dave. Yeah. 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 How you do you finally have the rest. time for that game, Dave? Uh, it's all I... It's So what's lucky is that Hana is also in that, the Baldur's Hole. And so we're both... Like, when I'm not working, that's just it. It's just Baldur's Gate. You have a Baldur's I also rushed, ship. I also rushed through the game a little long. Um, so I think I'm going to celebrate beating it by starting a new character and just doing it again. But, like, take my time. Um, I... Because that game's a problem. I, it it's, is. It's the reason it really I is. don't have a current system. Like, yeah. I would, you know how I, I named all that stuff in the beginning of the show? Yeah. All canceled if I got it. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, what are you up to lately? And you're like, well, I'm just really just playing video games. Uh, yeah, probably, playing probably video got games. caught up on uh, Rogue Squadron like, yeah. for the N64. No, yeah, it's... yeah, yeah, I got caught up. <laughs> it's tough, man. Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming out. I'm getting it tomorrow. And then there's a new Spider-Man coming out on the 20th. So I'm like penciling it in where I'm like, I got to get these games I'm done. I'm not going to play any of this shit Can't do until it. 2024 but, at least. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of work it's to hard. do. It's too much. It's too I, much going on. I will have like fans and listeners. They will ask me like what I'm playing. And I'm just like Marvel Basically. Snap when I wake up sometimes. And before I go to bed. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been uh, this is I feel a little ashamed. I've been playing that Mario run still like you remember that. Remember that game? Oh, people yeah. played like, like six years ago. Yeah, I I realized that I owned it. And like the other day, I just needed something to play. Like, it was oh, the, yeah. uh, you know, I was like, I was in a place where I just like I needed like an just, hour to kill. It was just a piece of driftwood yeah. you're clinging to. That's like rediscovering exactly. Angry Birds. And then the next thing you know, it's yeah. dark out. And you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's dark out and you're broke. That happened to me. I deleted Angry Birds. I This was back when I was a teacher. So it was like 2011 or 2012. I got home from work, sat on my couch. I, I put, put on Angry Birds. So I got home from work. So it was like maybe three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And then the next thing I knew, I was still sitting on my couch, no lights on in my apartment, and it was dark. And I was oh, like, oh, the worst. delete. Nope, can't do that. Yep, no, no, that. Nope. Oh yeah, the ones that 
got me are the ones that do microtransactions. Oh, Those yeah. are quick delete. Where the first ten dollars I spend for like virtual oh. fucking icons, gems, I'm like, all right, no, fuck this. Tom, we're we're good. Here. Tom sold me on paying nine ninety nine a month for Snap. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I throw Tom. I throw disgusting amounts of money at that mm. game. Tom, you tricked me. He's sick. I got the Elsa no. Bloodstone. <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> I haven't, I, haven't, any of that. I haven't put her in a deck yet. I'm, I'm excited for Man Thing and Werewolf by Night this so, month. So if you want to do Marvel Snapcast real quick, Tom, <laughs> Kitty Pride and Elsa Bloodstone is an insane combination. I bet, yeah. Because you keep you get adding that combo over and over and, and then bringing sure. her back. So by, within like four turns, she's at like power 20. Or any cards this. that move, like Nightcrawler or Vision. Anyway. I, uh, no, I just want to talk about this now. <laughs> but also let's go back in time let's hit the way back machine gents yeah well first we have and some producers to thank that's We're what i'm talking name about them in 1993 though yeah. so let's go back mm. in time to 1993 um yeah to october 1993 Ooh, i'm such sure a all of these time. all of these producers uh existed in october of 1993 of course you should 1993 out their names i don't know what that means you should change what they say to be like, here's what this would have been in 1993. That is too much, Way too much work. work. Yeah. So what it's going to end up being is just adding 93 to the end of each one. All right. Yep. Uh, can I can <laughs> I thank the first person? You can. Sure. Shout out to at Nerd Numbers, my nerd co-host. 93. 93. But not. Thank me. you. Thank you to Zero Charisma 93. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser 93. Thank you. Thank you to 93AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew 93. How deck the halls with blood. Thank you. Thank you to asking 793. Thank you. Thank you to Bob 93 Grenville. Thank you. Thank you to Bootler. Boodle 93 Sin. Thank you. All right, let me jump in here. Thank you to Brian who Tom knows in 93. Thank you. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie, 93. Thank you. Thank you to Burrito wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska, because they loves y'all, 93. Pick it up. Chester's 93 Profit. Thank you. Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire, the 93rd. 93. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd, 93. Thank you. Thank you to David the Ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis, 93. Thank you. Thank you to David Knife Boot Henson, 93. 93. 93, in effect. 93. Person effect who were also that was great. last was great. in effect yeah. in 93. That's true. That's so, true. RBI Baseball, 93. Mm -hmm. What were the big movies of October 1993? Well, let's start with Mr. Jones, this a movie I did not know existed. <laughs> Believe it or um, not, nothing to do with the song. This movie was apparently actually filmed and completed in 1992 before that song was released. Wow. So, something I want to say about this episode that got me really excited is, Tom, you and I have been talking about this. We talk about this on a group chat. Um, I love watching old Siskel and Eberts. Yes. It's like my favorite group thing to do. It's great. Um. There's a YouTube channel where it's just like an old TV and it plays them, um, which is great. Uh, yeah, you I, got me hooked on that. I'm addicted. I know all of the opinions of these movies as well. So like when it was like, I've never heard of these movies. I'm like, I have recently watched a detailed review of all of these <laughs> movies. 
That's great. This is from, it's two directors, and one of them is the director of Copycat and The Core. Yeah. Uh, so, they all hits. This has mm-hmm. rom-com The Core energy. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know what um, kind of energy this has. This has, like, Awakenings meets Phenomenon energy. <laughs> like, yeah. It's... Okay, so something about Mr. Jones that I think is fat about all of these, first off, is like when you look back at how different movie trailers were back then, they were almost misleading by committee, but like also very yeah. confusing about the energy. And I did notice that we got the in a world a few times and I was like, ah, they said that thing. We got we got oh, yeah. we got a lot of platitudes and vague statements about dreamers too oh yes yeah. <laughs> in this, this slate of trailers but this trailer it felt like just one big crime yeah because it's richard gear and they're like oh he's so wacky and the only things they show him do is harass women harass he's impulsive women. pretty much and it. almost yeah. commit suicide he yes and like put people in danger uh and it's like i i, I forgot where movies could just be like this whole movie's around Get a load of this guy. Isn't he a guy? Look at him. Yeah. Look <laughs> at how wacky guy. this guy Look at this is. little guy. Look at this. What are we going to yeah. do about this guy? What are we going to do about this guy? And that's to be, it. To be fair, that's that's the world now, is us being like, look at this guy. What are we going <laughs> to do about this guy? What are we going to do about this guy? It's much more yeah. urgent now, but like... Definitely, like the 1993. You definitely have. There's, there's got to be a spoonful of sugar in half of these movies, where you're just like, uh, yeah, that, that's probably not a good look. Yeah, I mean, he literally grabs a woman and kisses her while she's shoving him away in front of her and boyfriend. Like, yeah, and they're like, look how wacky he is, and the, I'm like, ah. The, I remember this movie when it came out. Um, the. The incredible thing about this movie, uh, I went back and, and read the, the the synopsis of it before we recorded. Would you believe this movie is an incredibly serious drama about a man with bipolar disorder? No. From the trailer? I wouldn't believe that. Because that's what it is. There's one thing well, that in, that's an inkling of it, which is when the guy is like, I will have you disbarred if you do not stop fucking this mentally yeah, ill you man. You must stop fucking Mr. Jones. <laughs> Stop That's getting the movie. bones from Mr. Jones. So this movie should have been called Stop Fucking Mr. Jones. So No, but that I could mean him... Stop Fucking Mr. Jones or <laughs> you got to stop fucking Mr. Comma, jo- Mr. Jones. Yeah, both are valid. Both this had three directors. That's too three many. Directors. A second ago it was two, I'm, Dave. Are they multiplying? They're like so Mogwai, what, happened, yeah. what happened was they kept passing it off. Um, Mick Jackson was the first director. Oh, you're going to say Mick Jagger during development. And got no, that'd very be great. excited. Yeah, the I second went director backwards in my chair. The second director directed most of the production, and then the director of the core, who, by the way, is also the director of the miniseries The Singing Detective, which is pretty good. And like, it's weird that that's also one of the things he did. Uh, he was the third one during the second round of reshoots. Um, uh, it seems like there was a real problem. Michelle Pfeiffer was supposed to be in this and gave it up because she had another part. Can you guess what that part would be? It's Batman. Yeah. She she went to be Catwoman, which... Smart move. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good choice, know. Michelle Pfeiffer. Time will tell. Give yeah, it another 30 years and we'll see <laughs> what... Jury's still out guys. on Mr. Jones. Yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I'm fascinated by this film. I have to it's watch a, this. It sounds like... 
I mean, clearly from this trailer, the fact that it had three directors, two rounds of reshoots, which because it's usually, not a real usually movie. sounds worse than it is. But yeah, like it's it's it seems clear that they were struggling with the tone of this film yeah. as well. So, oh my so, god, <laughs> sorry, it's from the writer of uh, Please Forrest tell me Gump. Something fucked up. Okay, and the new Dune. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Like um, this feels like a this might have been and Killers of the Flower Moon from the writers of Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, um. So, so there's a thing that I talked about actually on the searching with Bobby Fisher episode of Nerd with with Trey Alvarez where we talked about how like this is the sweet spot for like movies that you would literally never see because mid budget dramedies used to be just the thing. Like, oh, yeah. It was just yeah. you could and like that that's not a thing anymore. They're they're not they're ignored. It's not a tentpole movie studio blockbuster. So nobody gives a shit. I think because a lot of them made up what the mid budget movies were. Think, yeah. And we just don't make those anymore. Yeah. And it's this is rental like because you could make a movie for ten million dollars. And that was like a good budget then. And they would recoup that on VHS uh, VHS sales. There's yeah, also it's, the fact that yeah. actors just make so many movies that, like, you ever do, like, when I watched Knock Knock, remember Knock Knock, the Eli Roth, Keanu Reeves, yeah. Women Are Terrible movie? Mm -hmm. That's one of those movies where I, I knew as I was watching it, like, 30 years from now, people are going to be like, what is this movie yeah. that Keanu Reeves was in? You know, like, there's always those movies that you're like... How did I miss this actor who's oh, yeah. huge yeah. being in this those, weird fucking those movie? Those are the ones that end up on, like, Pluto and Tubi. Yeah. Or Netflix and picks them up is and it's just like, we, we put on, do you want this movie? Right. Jack and then Black's you look up who it, made it, it and you're maybe like, this, maybe yeah. This. And it's like everybody involved has their own fame. And you're like, well, how did this happen? Yeah. Uh, this feels like one of those. Yeah. Mr. Jones, I can't yeah. wait to watch this, it. Yeah. This definitely seems uh, like, I don't know, like Richard Gere is just like, I want to let loose a little bit. Like, Richard Gere was making a lot of these movies around this time. Was he making these? Like oh, yeah. he was always the straight man, though, right? Like he was always sometimes like Primal around Fear, this... like yeah. Runaway Bride, even He's Pretty fun Woman, in, like Chicago. But that's later. That's I guess. later. Yeah. You're right. He usually played the more straight laced character. Like he did this one, and then like Doctor T and the women. And I think like <laughs> He's like, the pre Duchovny. Yeah, Prince of Tides is kind of like this movie too. Yeah. Where it's a, it's yeah. also about a, a therapist and her patient, right? Isn't that what that's Barbara Streisand in him, right? Probably. Okay, Nobody never knows. mind. We can move on from this film to the next movie. Yeah. All right. Um, what is? Oh, Judgment Night. Hell Another yeah! movie. I love that, Judgment this is Night! a movie that I only recently learned existed, and it's one where like, how the fuck did this happen? This movie's awesome. This movie is this an is, event. The, this we had watched a, the this soundtrack on a movie in this movie night. was massive. Yeah. Like, I we mean, did watch it on yeah. movie night. It's, yeah. it's the soundtrack that led to the Spawn and Blade 2 soundtracks of take two opposing styles of music and smash them together and see what happens. All right. It's a group of friends. And I believe those friends are Emilio Estevez, mm -hmm. uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Correct. Is Steven Dorff, I know he's in this. Is that he is, one of the friends? He is one of the friends. Dorf is and in Jeremy Piven. Uh-huh. And they are out doing, they're just like regular dudes who are like, I think they're trying to go to a boxing match or they're something. They're trying to go to a boxing match, yeah. Yeah. And then they fall, they accidentally like do an adventure kid crime thing, even though they're all adults. 
where the bad guy that's trying to get them is Dennis Leary. Hell he sure is. He's going to pin them down and talk about how no one will let him smoke anymore and mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I like um, about you guys in RVs? Okay. He's yeah. going to corner them and sing the asshole song. It is so funny. I, I don't think even in 93... You can't. It's like you can't get away with Dennis Leary being the bad I'm gonna guy. Disagree. You just can't. I'm sorry. They were I'm trying to disagree. Out. Dennis Leary has real villain energy to his existence. Like the problem. I mean, he's, he's anti-hero an at the very least. He's he has anti-hero energy. Right, but he's kind of still like he's not. I just I know too much about him that he doesn't yeah. frighten me. Right, but, like I don't believe that he's a murderer. He, it's you just, don't. I, I like. No. I look at. I know. I guess. Dave, maybe you spent too much time in the western portion of the state, but yeah. Dennis Leary has real like I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you outside of this Worcester bar energy. I mean, he has like break a bottle over your head energy. <laughs> but honestly, so here's what it is: he has to me more. I'm getting a bottle broken over my head energy. I love that Friend, you guys are like arguing the f- over the semantics of Massachusetts scumbag. I know, no, but he, but he's he's to me the guy who can't shut his fucking mouth at the bar and gets beat up. I, Does that make sense? I, no, I, I get like it. Yeah, I just I mean and like shitty, but he doesn't win the fight. Those wiry guys, I always remember, be like, "Don't fuck with that guy." Like I know, oh, I know yeah. you think you can take him. They'll gouge your but eyes. He's but gonna please do, don't. <laughs> he's gonna do something fucked up, and that's yeah. the energy I've always gotten from Dennis Leary in everything, and so. Even like I'm actually more surprised when they put him in some kind of like two if by C shit and you're just sitting there like, well, even in even if two if by C, even though it's a wrong criminal, he's playing, right? he's playing a thief. Yeah. yeah like he like, frequently yeah. plays criminal. Yeah. The, the ref. Uh, <laughs> the ref. Yeah. He's delightful. a thief. But again, the ref, the ref is yeah. like, you know, like, yeah, there's no real teeth to this guy. Like, that's always how I think of him is like tough guy talker kind of just doesn't, you know, is like. Now, I don't see him as like a sociopath, as like a really scary murder, oh, you know? That's crazy because I ver- like the, I couldn't disagree with you more. He's like, also back, yeah. like he's backed up by like Peter Green in this movie. Like they they make you believe that they need to run away from Dennis Leary in he this situation. He looks like a guy that would set you on fire. Yeah, like, in this movie for sure. Yeah. But like in by most the way, movies, is... every time I see him, I'm like, look out, this guy might <laughs> light you on fire. He might actually set you on fire. Look, there he's got, he's got the lighter fluid. I can see it. This is the year. Uh, this is Dennis Lear's year, by the way. I, we'll oh, obviously yeah. be covering another one, mm-hmm. but there's also, uh, also the Sandlot was this year. Also the ref. Yeah, the ref it's was all 93. Oh, you're right. The, the, the ref is 94. Yeah. You're right. But that's still, he's probably making deals for the ref. Loaded Weapon apparently came out in 93. Um, so Emilio's ass also just having a year, you know? I loved um, Loaded I saw that in the theater. It's pretty great. Yeah, you Shatner's would. awesome. My dad was like, Kathy Ireland's in it? All right, let's go. <laughs> Climb in. Yeah, this is son. This is it. America was in love with Dennis Leary. Listen, so like, we want you in Operation Dumbo Drop immediately. Listen. After this. Listen, Judgment Night, Jeremy Piven, pre-hairpiece, uh, playing, yeah. playing a glorious scumbag in this movie. He's so fun. Uh, this movie rules. I love Judgment Night. This, yeah, it's again, it's the ultimate movie where you're like, I didn't know this existed, and how did these fucker actors get together? Here's what, what did they even talk about? You know, yeah, here's what I'll say about this movie: it is not good, but it is great. 
Yeah. Um, it's it's that, not good, it's from, but it's awesome. It's yeah. from the director of the two, 2020 Dark Tower movie and the 1998 Lost in Space. So there's that. Wow. He it's, also did... Bl- he also did Blown Away, The Ghost in the Darkness, and Predator 2, and there you go. that makes up that makes up for everything See, else. All I of just those said. movies fuck hard. Yeah, exactly. Um soundtrack, I, I, I think this is really high on the list of um soundtracks that are vastly superior to the quality of their movie. That's tough for me I because I love this movie so much. Yeah. What it has I, a lot of like it has a lot of like rap rock and um, it, it is a it's a synthesis uh, of, of uh, hip hop artists and and rock musicians. Were it was like it, they yeah. just kind of did like a team up. They would team up yeah. two different groups for each song. It was a cool and soundtrack. Four years later, you'll get um, metal and electronic music with Spawn, and then uh, four years after that, I when did Blade Two come out? Was it two thousand one? Two thousand one. So oh, yeah. Wait, no, that might have been two thousand two. I'm looking at. So did they? They had them do like custom song because I'm looking at these songs. It's performed by Slayer and Ice T. Yeah. Performed by Mud Honey and Sir Mix a Lot. Performed by Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. Did they? Did they like? This feels I like can... this was a soundtrack that needed to justify its existence, so they made a movie. So that's what it feels it's, like. I mean, this is back when soundtracks were big money. Oh, oh yeah. Um, this is one of those things because I actually, we talked about this. I did an episode of the Soundtracker podcast about Spawn. Um, and one of the things is like both groups tend to be very interactive with each other. And um, it's only like afterwards that you would see sometimes people would be like, yeah, this person did not contribute at all. They just gave us their vocal track and we just had to work with whatever they gave us. But a lot of times they will literally work in synthesis with each other to make sure that it sounds great. And I love that. Like, I I absolutely love that. Yeah. It's like when run DMC did walk this way with Aerosmith. Yeah. And they were like, can we sample it? And Aerosmith's like, let's just do it. We'll just record it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just fucking do it. Yeah. I always think of fucking the Lemmy Ice T Born to Raise Hell for the soundtrack for Airheads. Hell yeah. 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 Anyway, this movie, it, it fucks. It's a bad movie, but it is so good. But also it's great. Yep. It's yeah. just fine. I watched Time Cop last I'm, night. I'm looking every at, minute of it. Time the behind the awesome. scenes of this, apparently Emil Estevez was not, like he was far down the list. And apparently he was cast because the studio just wanted to cast somebody. That's <laughs> the story of his life. It really <laughs> kind of is. Poor Emilio. I like him, Poor but Emilio. like a lot of his roles feel like that. It's yeah, like, it feels like really, you Emilio's get the, the guy other who went guy. to you for can, this. Yeah. 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 He Even Paul Abdul, if you were like, you couldn't get yeah. anybody else, you went with Emilio? All right. Yeah. Remember when Paul uh, Abdul and Emilio Estevez were like married? I don't. Really? They were married or engaged. That's good awesome. for them. Didn't work out though. You don't hear about them hanging out now, do you? It's true. That's, a shame. That's true. How I'm could how could them. they let MC Scat Cat come between them? Let's move on. Mm. Uh, Rudy. The next trailer is for Rudy. Can Rudy the who, Sean Austin as a guy named Rudy doesn't remember Rudy. Assume, this movie, I don't. Did really, you, this movie was everywhere. This, when this, it came I watched out. this movie in school. I should. So I remember Rudy. I'd never seen it. Sure, that's all. I know of its existence. It's, it's I just great. 
I, I'm sure it is. If, I have, I've had no reason to see Rudy. I, I mean, I watched it once in 1993, and I was bored out of my fucking mind. Oh, watch it now, it's, <laughs> guys! It's so good. I'm sure it is. It's it also is hard because, so like, I know good. the story's bullshit. I will, yeah, yeah. They, they, like they he made it up stuff here, but I will <laughs> add, it is also the genesis of the um, John Favreau and Vince Vaughn friendship. Right, because they're oh, both wow. on the team in this movie, right? No, John Favreau is the tutor. Oh, right. Vince Vaughn okay. is on the team. Yeah, that's already. It's bizarre that they're both in this, but yeah, why wouldn't they be? I guess. Yeah, this was uh, so. Wait, this is based off a liar's story. Did yeah, I no, hear that? R- Rudy, kind of, we wrote about well, it on Cracked. It it's was embellished. One of our, yeah, it was one of our early big hits on Cracked. Um, it, it was be- it was I something mean, about like tr- movies based on a true story that were kind of bullshit and oh, okay he made up a lot of this and apparently like everybody on the team hated him <laughs> like, oh that's great oh i yeah, could see everybody it was on embellished the team like <laughs> yeah well sure it's yeah like, it's embellished in a way that like directly undercuts the point i assume like the yeah. like that blind side I, another movie i haven't heard but i just heard that that was based off of lies as well i, I, I feel like most yeah, sports wanna, movies that are based off a true story sure. are based true, off of true lies. stories do not true stories aren't usually interesting enough to be yeah they have to be embellished um oh, yeah. people would be like they kind of didn't like rudy it's like yeah because he was a tryhard that wasn't ever going to do anything and he was like making life harder for the players right and like yeah that people are going to get annoyed by that and he was sean austin you know he was always hanging out with that Polly Shore. Charles S. Dutton's in this. Trying to get laid. Yeah, he is. When did Alien 3 come out? 1992, oh. baby. Oh, this was prime Dutton era. He was telling them stories this about rock. Alien on the set of this. Remember Rock? Yeah. yeah hell yeah. Rock Live. Rock Live. Mm. Loved Rock Live. Yeah. Anyway. He's great. I mean, Rudy, Rudy's great. It's... Even if you don't like sports. I know. People. Mm. Uh it it's just a great it's just a great movie it, it's it's a feel good movie based off of a story that probably doesn't make you feel that good but oh well, sure but some, a lot, plenty of movies are I just get real bored with sports stuff like I I I for me I I've talked about this a million times I I give I I underestimate sports movies like I I recognize that fact I don't give them a fighting chance because. To me, it's so binary where it's like, are they going to win or not? Like, and usually sports movies are more than yeah, that. It's not about way the more sport, usually. Yeah, they're almost always never about the sport, but they never appeal to me. They just never. You don't like Major ever. League? No, I'm not really. I don't really remember it. I oh. just, they don't. I, I like Slapshot. A League of Their Own. Although that that's a super dated movie. A League of Their Own is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Major, I like Major League. Though. Major ones. League is just not for you. I just haven't seen it in a while. I just don't. I like that. I like the money balls, but that wasn't really about sports. No sports. And nor did it. About sports. I do like those money balls. Yeah. I, like I said, I it's more that it's. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say, ooh, sports movies are bad. It's I don't seek them out, and I'm not. And if I watch a mid one, then it really like I have to watch like top tier. It has to be as good. It's kind of like musicals. I'm the same way, which is like I don't really care. But I'll watch like the best version of that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just real, you know. I'm just it's not my genre. The Warrior. No. That's good. Warrior's pretty I'll sweet. Watch it. Warrior is. Um. So yeah. Yeah. 
I get it. Rudy, you guys see. I uh, understand that people don't necessarily get motivated by that, especially this fan base. I'm just saying. Yeah. Open your bar. Oh yeah, no, I encourage people to go watch sports movies. This is a failing. I'm not. I'm quadling you know. everybody's sports uh, distaste. Mm. Um, <laughs> our next trailer is called "For Love or Money." It's from the director of Wild Wild West and some other Wild stuff. Wild um, yeah, sure. Barry Sonnenfeld. It's primarily yeah. Wild Wild West. This is one of those movies where I'm like, what, what did this Man, happen? I feel like I've seen this movie. It's Michael J. Yeah. Fox trying to make $3 million as a hotel concierge so he can open his it's, own hotel. But whoops. It's one of two million. He's attracted to his <laughs> to this, new business partner's girlfriend. Right. So will he choose love or money? And it's called For Love or Money. Sure is, and Dave. It, it's one of those where I'm like, least, like, did they... <laughs> This was like, did they really think we would care about this character? It's like, he's a nope. concierge at a luxury hotel. He's handsome. He's rich. <laughs> right. uh, but should he, he start his own business? $2 million. Yeah. So, like, or, or should he sleep with this other hot chick? Oh, what's he going to do? And I'm like, I don't care. I don't like this person. Here's the thing. You might not like this person, but you love Michael J. Fox. Oh, of course. And he loves playing this. Yeah. Like, I love him in fucking American President as, like, you know, as, as a, he's as a needy sycophant. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And then, everything. and then him in Mars Attacks. Like, he, he used to play dickhead. Oh, he was like so political good at dickhead. Yeah. He, he, was good he at did it. it, which is wild to me because it was like he was Marty more than anything else. And then everything else he did was like the opposite yeah, of that. Because he was an actor. But, right. Yeah. And when you look at him, you're like, yeah, he does look like a villain like he looks like he looks, a like yeah, a money hungry dickhead smart um, him like because he was uh, yeah. doc hollywood um yeah. like mm -hmm. he was really good at being a likable scumbag yeah like that's a, alex like, keep alex p keaton on growing pains yeah. is that yeah uh, family ties or that's right family ties i'm sorry they're all the growing same pains is the rapture guy <laughs> right. <laughs> right the guy at um, the Subway sandwich uh, birthday party. <laughs> oh, um, something Cameron or... Kirk Cameron. Um, Kirk, Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron, yeah. Yeah, where he had that birthday party picture. It's one of my favorite photographs ever on the it's internet. It's the funniest. Oh, my God. It's perfect. Which one was DiCaprio on? Growing Pains? He's on. Yeah, he was on Growing Pains, yeah. This is from the writer of Mighty Joe Young and Mercury Rising. Yeah, that makes and sense. And another movie that's on this list. And Star Trek The Undiscovered Country. Um, this is just from a writer, is what I'm kind of saying here. Uh, this is a short story, right? Like, this is a short story that became a movie. Because that's the energy probably. it brings. Oh, I don't yeah, know, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't fucking know. It feels like... It's just one of those... It's, it's again, it's one of those weird um, artifacts of this era <laughs> like where you're like damn like how did this how did they make this there was, and well, like there was a brief and it's probably fine you know yeah i mean it's sonnenfeld it's i mean I, it's not one of the movies that you hear of his so maybe it's not fine but like there was we did we did a lot of farce like this in the early 90s like noise i'm thinking of like noises off oscar um this movie um, yeah what it there's, uh, I wrote in the notes we make there's too plenty of, of movies like this in the early 90s. Right. I wrote in the notes that we make too many movies. And this just feels like when it's like a studio is like, well, we got to make a movie. Like a weird reference. Career Opportunities is another one Hell of those yeah. movies where I'm like, 
I guess they, yeah, they had to make movies. Like that's, that's like, yeah, you just gotta make movies. And I'm not saying they're bad movies or good movies. It's just like, there's so many fucking movies. Well, it's mid budget too. And like, like they're not. They're, yeah, yeah. They're they're like instead of making one seventy five million dollar movie in nineteen ninety three, they made yeah. eight nine to eleven million dollar movies. Oh yeah, and they're all pretty good. It's just it's just like people went I can't to the movies. Up. There's so many fucking yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you wrote we made too many movies, to which I replied, but Michael J. Fox didn't. Oh yeah. No, that's the thing is like we made too many movies, but I don't mean that as like there's a lot of crap out there, although there is. It's more of just like, how can I watch all these movies? You made too many. What's weird? Like, I got to watch them all, but you made too many. What's great about Michael J. Fox movies is they are ranked by the implausibility of its, its, its existence. Like the more impossible the scenario is, the better the Michael J. Fox movie is. Where you're like traveling in time, that's not going to happen. Concierge? Probably. I don't care. Probably. Yeah. Werewolf? You can talk to ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost talker? Hell yeah. Not going to. Near the top. Oh, that's Put that movie. one near the top. <laughs> like, I do think, yeah, like talking to ghosts, being a werewolf, invasion of Mars. Like, the, all of the ones that are the weirdest things are the ones that are the ones we give a shit about. Right. It was like when yeah. Orlando Bloom tried to be a person in modern times, and we were like, nope. No, thank no, you. I don't want to see him have a just a normal Get your ass story. Into the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you 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 put on a fucking wig and you you shoot yeah. some arrows, you motherfucker. Yeah. Be yeah. a pirate, you yeah. fucking jerk. Yeah. <laughs> what the uh, hell do you think you're doing trying to be in a being here in Elizabeth Town? Yeah. 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 I was gonna say a, a Cameron <laughs> Crow movie. Get the fuck out of here. No, we don't need that. We don't need that from him. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. What's this? Mm, it's What's um this? it's an animated film an animated uh, film by uh henry selick henry selick yeah um it is it's i this is so timeless yeah that this trailer isn't this trailer isn't that dated but it's still so dated that i'm like it's oh, weird right. it's weird like, to see because nightmare before christmas and this happens uh, with any of like i think we made the same comment jurassic, with jurassic park, park is yeah where it's a movie that's just so ingrained in our minds and is so classic and is so yeah, you don't get any hot topic energy out of this trailer. Yeah, it's so right. iconic. Exactly. So, so when you see it in the trailer context where it's removed from its own context, it's really jarring. It's like, yeah, welcome to an imaginary world. Like that is it not the energy you need Halloween. to. You do not bring yeah. that energy into this story. It's like it's you. You want to say the trailer like, oh, honey, you don't have to sell yourself that hard. We, we're going to like you. Like it's that too, where it's like they don't know. They don't know no they're idea. about to put out the Nightmare Before Christmas. They have no idea if, if this is going to be anything. Um, if this is going to, I mean, they probably have, have some idea. Stranglehold but, yeah. on high school outcasts for the next three yeah. years. Yeah, exactly. Man, I, I love this I just, movie. Sorry, I, re- I just learned. Remember this trailer pretty vividly. Yeah, when you know what it was, it was when you see him um, spinning the cat, winding the cat. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, Did you guys yeah. see this in the theater? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how was your I was. I loved theater? this as a kid. Did you love it? it? I went, yeah. Oh, I went nuts bored. for this movie. Yeah, I was Man, this really is, bored yeah. during this. Like two weeks later, I made my parents take me out to find the soundtrack CD. It's the first yep. CD I ever I had owned. The sound, I had the soundtrack too. Yep. I liked. So I was a big fan of like movie making 
at that age still or like theatrics so like the stop motion of it all too made me be like wow like what the fuck am i seeing like it's in, it, it blew me away i i just realized something i didn't know before i didn't know that Catherine o'hara is sally mm-hmm. didn't know that oh just yeah didn't know that for some reason she's also, and now i'm listening i remember shot. the voice i'm like yeah of yeah. course she is and also that she's cr- the little witch too when yeah. Chris Sarandon showed up and he's like, I'll sing. <laughs> and Danny Elfman, and they said, it's fine. No, you won't. Yeah. You can speak, Chris Sarandon. Help yourself. Yeah. Speak your lines, man. They're great. <laughs> Go nuts. Yeah. So all he had to do speak really was sing, want. well, this is kind of how we want Jack to sound. And then Danny Elfman sings one line. It's Danny fucking Elfman. And Chris Sarandon was probably like, yeah, I'm not doing that Oingo Boingo stuff. You yeah. can. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's it's not even for Christmas. It's awesome. Yeah. What what else yeah, can you say other than hey, this is the thing that's on one out of every three hoodies that you see walking by. Yeah, all. exactly. But yeah, this trailer. I do remember this trailer, and I remember it. I I do remember like not being that psyched for this movie because the trailers. It's kind of mid the trailer. It's not like I mean, it looks like and it it's visually amazing, but the trailer isn't like. They're all like it's that. like any other fucking trailer. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're all, all kind of like, like what do you get? But well, you then you watch like the, the trailer for The Halloween Shining. All year round. Yeah. Like, but then you watch like trailer for The Shining and you're like, oh, they knew <laughs> even making this trailer. Yeah. They knew they were making something fun. Well, yeah. Because that was also like a different dude. You know, that was also a different dude yeah. talking. You know, and they'd be like, and this is his time. The shit's going to get weird. I don't think there's any. Yeah. But they were like. Shining. But they were like, uh, yeah, fair enough. But like, there's also this thing too, where like, this is an a weirdly unmarketable movie, because who is this for? It's it's not for young children, but they market it for young children. This movie is actually surprisingly scary for young children. Like we we tend not to think about that because we're grown men in our 30s and 40s. Yeah, but like, it depends on the kid. But I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, I saw yeah. this in third grade. If you have a creepy little kid, they're fine with no, it. No, I, I mean, I get it, but it's like, and obviously, yeah, you did. And, and that's not a young like, child, though. Like, I was like, you know, eight, nine. Yeah, you were eight, grade. nine. Also, you were a little fucking freak, which that's true. <laughs> like, I, I get that too, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like, you're at, it's a Disney movie. So Disney's like, let's do this, guys. Let's, who is this for? Like it, well, it's actually, if you notice, it's Touchstone. They were well, yeah. spooked. They were too spooked to put it out under Disney. <laughs> well, they should. They should have been because it is. It's PG, right? Mm-hmm. It's certainly it not the Little Mermaid. You know, it's not Aladdin. It's not the Lion King. It, it is its own. The trailer ends it. with a severed head sting, and uh, like a guy poking his own brain and shit. Like, like, yeah, yeah. it's fucking weird man like it is yeah it, it is the they fact were... that and that's actually why it's stayed so powerful because you can watch it as a nine-year-old be like i like this and you can watch this as a 39-year-old and be like fuck yeah i also like this yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like robocop it's awesome. i picture this and robocop to be roughly the oh yeah very similar experience i have watching them both yeah, RoboCop's one of those films where they're like, we made it, it's out, and I guess kids like it too. Yeah, I guess we'll like, make huh. a cartoon. All right. Reading <laughs> yeah. cards with sticker and a bubble gum and the deleted <laughs> X-rated that was, scenes. That wasn't supposed true. to happen, but I guess. We'll, yeah. We'll, yeah. yeah, the RoboCop uh, 2 set contains RoboCop 1 and 2. And in RoboCop, the one scenes, they use the deleted scenes that got them an X rating. 
So there's like a card of Murphy's arm getting blown right off. Mm-hmm. Awesome. For children. That's awesome. There's, yeah, there's gum right. in the pack. Children love this shit. Hell yeah, it's awesome. Teach them. Um, speaking of children's films, this next one is um, A Bronx Tale. This is this is a movie I haven't seen. I always knew existed. I And then just clicking on the IMDb, I'm just like, what? Wait, what? Because oh, yeah. it's... it's it it stars Robert De Niro and um, Chaz Palminteri. Chaz Palminteri, and then I was like, "Who's directing it?" Directed by Robert De Niro. Who wrote it? Chaz Chaz Palminteri. What's uh What's going on here? What the fuck? It, they just it made seems a movie. Like a couple of but this is the Damon and the Affleck so, of old Italian men. Well, yeah, I looked it up, and apparently this was based off of. One of Chaz's, he made a one-man autobiographical one-man play, and it's based off of that. And he went to studio, or studios approached him for the film rights, and he said, um, I will do it for at least $1 million, and also I get to write the screenplay and, and be in the, in the movie. And the studios were like, no, no, we don't want it that much. And then De Niro was like, I do. Only I want to direct. And then the series like, fine, Jesus. Like, basically, he just went in 50-50. And they partnered. And they're like, fine, just make the movie. Like, that's that's more or less what happened. Is this TriStar? Uh, uh, probably. Yeah, you, Why wouldn't it you just be? Just picture, like, the Columbia executives being like, what are we doing right now? It feels a lot like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it feels like De Niro being like, watch, like, being on Scorsese films and being like, I could do this. That. I'll make a Scorsese yeah, film. Yeah, this is a this definitely is a Scorsese film by Robert De Niro. It it's got like it starts with like fifties music and like flat, and I'm like, God, this is such. Later, he did The Good Shepherd, which also felt like he was sort of doing um, that era version of like dramas, and that's good too. That movie's good too. He's not a bad director. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, De Niro's he's an artist. Like, you know, like, he's good. He's directed two films, and they're both pretty well I made, mean, a, as far as I know. A Bronx Tale is gone down as like the most Scorsese non Scorsese film. It's like yeah. thinking that, you know what, if I were to tell you a uh, Bronx tale by Scorsese, you'd be like, yeah, just like saying nightmare before Christmas by Tim Burton. You'd be like, right. Absolutely. It's like, he is the whenever, director. When everybody in the, in the days of Napster and, and Morpheus thought that one modern English song was by the cure. I'll stop the world <laughs> and melt with you. It's the cure. Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. It's sure not, do you think he like called Scorsese and he's like, I'm not helping you with that shit, man. No, I Marty would absolutely help him with that. Yeah. Martin Scorsese, if there's one thing we know about him, it's that he likes to give the assist. That's true. He loves cinema. My man loves this cinema. This got Pesci in it. This is a great premise. It seems to be Pippen about cinema. <laughs> it, it seems to be about like, it's kind of um, the, the idea is it's a mobster, right? And then the dad of a kid that's like getting t- like, involved with the mobster yeah right? it's a kid and the dad's the, like the, stay away from my son he's torn between two worlds right it's not unlike the, de- the departed i was about to say the departed kind of played with this it's a great premise um i really like apparently that young actor in the like, yeah, yeah i, for, I forget his he? i forget his name what's his name no i asked i was asking um he looked familiar he's in he's really great in another one of these movies that we talk about all the time these mid-budget 90s dramedies he's in renaissance man Yes, he is one of them. And he also had a great role in um, uh, The Sopranos, where he dies crying out for his mother before he gets shot. Oh, he gets shot in the amusement park? It haunts Tony, him crying out for his mother for like the whole season. 
I mean, he still shoots him. He, he sure does. does. And that's yeah. like that's the memory of it. Like, yeah. and he just thinks about that, and it's like, you know, oh, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> uh, I gotta watch. Sopranos I've never again. seen I, a Bronx Tale. Yeah, it's, I gotta see this movie. There is this a. Looks, I haven't either. Man, okay, it so looks good. It does. It. Uh, I've only ever heard good things about it. Um, the the my only experience with it is there is a minute long clip of dialogue uh, from a Bronx Tale in an Atari song. And that's the only that's thing very I know about. Funny. I, that's very funny. Fucking Ataris. Oh my god. I remember there was a dialogue clip of um the Mario test on like a some like weirdly mislabeled MC Chris song that wasn't MC Chris about Super Mario <laughs> Brothers or something like that. The Nintendo that test? Life. No, it was called the Mario test. Was oh the, the Mario test. Uh, oh uh, I don't know. It's I don't know. That's the only thing I know. Mario. Mario's a fucking psycho. With these movies, what it is is like they pass you by, right? Like I remember seeing like the Departed in theaters where it's like, oh yeah, this is the new Scorsese, right? And that movie's great. I I really like the Departed, but I don't exactly go back and watch it. And it feels like there's these windows where it's like, when am I gonna sit down and watch a Bronx Tale? You know, like when when am I when am I gonna realistically just like assignment find the time yeah to like sit and just watch it for fun yeah. like because i bet it's watch, really good you could watch demon night instead yeah exactly i'm probably gonna watch like, demon Knight. i am most I definitely like gonna this, watch demon night instead part of it is age where it's like the older they get the more i'm like ah, i've been working all day i gotta sit down and watch a movie i yeah i'm gonna throw on demon night because that's easy right um and so it gets harder and harder to find the time to watch like unless it's got hype around it now you know, unless everybody's going out and seeing it, it's like, uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I got, I got to pencil this in though. Right. The 30th anniversary, Dave, you might as well do it now. Yeah. I try to, whenever I have a good day off, sometimes I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to watch like four movies that I just haven't seen or gotten around to see. Um, but it's, you know, that's what it feels like. Work. That's what Tubi and um, Pluto are for. Oh Yeah. It was what Netflix was for, and now they 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 biffed it. They fucking yeah, dropped the ball Real like biffers. Yeah, you want to talk about the Beverly Hillbillies? I do. Oh, Tom, man. I am shocked that you haven't seen this movie. Nope, never seen it. Shocked. I saw it a bunch of times as a kid. Yeah, we rented. Um, it. I think I might have. Yeah, had the we rented rental the fuck poster. out of this. Um, that's yeah, hard. That's hardcore. It, we just you could get. It, I remember the bloopers at the oh, end. I remember. Yeah, Lily Tomlin. Like, I remember realizing it was earnest, like not realizing at first and being in yeah, my mind getting blown that's his first, by that. That's his first and most notable role other than Slinky Dog um, yep. that he got to do. And it was great for him because he's like, oh, I would like to be able to act. Thank you. Yeah. Not just yeah. do earnest movies. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll give you this piece of shit. Character. We'll give you a we'll character you a who's hillbilly. basically earnest. Him and Ed yeah. O'Neill, man, they both got yeah. whomped by their popularity. And this is um, from the director of Suburbia, but more famously Wayne's World. Yeah, Penelope um, Spheris, I think. Spheris, yeah, Penelope Spheris. Um, what a career. Mm-hmm. What a fucking weird yeah. career. Wayne's World rules. I, I like Wayne's World. I like Suburbia, I even though I recognize that it's, you know. I haven't seen Suburbia in a while. I, I liked it when I saw you it. You saw it, is... it recently, Tom. Did I? Oh, no. Oh, we. so I did a We Just Watched For It, but I did it with Hana because you were out during oh, that. Oh, right. It is... It is That's I the would, Linklater would, one, right? No, wait. No, we were no. just talking about it. 
Yeah, this is the, this the is this Linklater person, one. Is, yeah, the Suburbia one is the one that has fucking like the vandals in it, and 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 is that the one with uh, Giovanni Ribisi? No, Damn that's it. the Linklater one. That's the Linklater yeah. one. Okay. It's 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 it, this is the one with Flea in it because it, it's again it was this thing where Flea was in it was like by law he was in every movie oh, in the nineties. And it was like, or this was 80s, sorry. But that's when I realized he was the drummer for Fear because I was like, why the fuck is Flea here? And then I found out like, oh, he was, yeah, he's in the punk scene. Um, Flea is my favorite part of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Sure. Let me rephrase. My only favorite part. I was about to say he's the only thing I know about that, Um, that band. Yeah, this movie is good. But it's not good, but it's good. It's it is so of its time in the whole let's take something from 30 years ago and remake it into a movie. That yeah, the all thing the that, rage. The, th- the thing that like really stood out this time and I know it was like this is the joke. But if I was like someone from Appalachia or something, I'd watch this and be like, I feel offended because <laughs> it's right. like they don't know what bowling is. And I'm like everybody like bowling is a, a like it's not a city thing like it's not a hot shot la thing to go bowling they are making them just aliens like they just don't know what anything is yeah. uh to this ridiculous uh point it it's great reminds me of when i was a teacher and that one of the things that people would really impress upon like what your expectations are as an educator is there are still large chunks of this country that do not have access to the internet. Right. Don't have like readily available internet. And that to me, like I, I understand like that sucks. That's awful. And in my head, I'm like, but how is that possible? And so like, you know, with the idea of like, everybody knows what bowling is. And then I'm like, do they, is there like a, I think they do people that never no. leave their fucking shack in their well, yeah, they're middle like, of nowhere. They're like the family in the fucking home episode of X-Files. Like these are, they're like Texas Chainsaw Massacre territory. These Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I don't know. Can we, it, it's, can we, it's a hard sell. Can we take a moment to actually reflect on how brilliant of an idea the Beverly Hillbillies is? <laughs> nice. like, sure. Honestly, like at the time, I'm not talking about, 1993 but like 19 what in the 60s or or whatever like how absolutely genius that idea is i think about that all the time not all the time but a lot (laughs) is like when you a very unique like old sitcoms that didn't really weren't really able to build off of things bewitched for example like stuff like that where you're thinking about it you're like how did somebody come up with this and they were like send it right to tv let's go Oh yeah. Like that is super brilliant. And I know it's fish out of water and I get it. Yeah, but it works. This also I, I don't know, this trailer, I laughed when this fucking grandma hit her. Oh head. yeah, this I was just yeah, like, Yeah, of course. Oh, that still works on me. Yeah. I still enjoy Hell that. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna laugh. Old lady gets knocked out of, out yeah. of the back of a car. Chorus Leachman, who's been old yeah. her entire Who was life. Fifty or seventy five in that movie. No. Yeah, there's no it's way it's possible to tell. Yeah, like when you look at like you know Dabney Coleman is in it. Uh, obviously, he's a, a sort of villain. Obviously, Rob Schneider yeah, is in Rob this. Schneider and Leah Thompson play a couple. Yeah, which <laughs> that's dark. It's that is bummer, yeah. poor it's Leah Thompson. I love how it's she. Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like her with Howard the Duck. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
He is Just Howard the Duck, right? He is Howard. He's the human Howard the Duck. Hey, I'm Howard <laughs> the Duck. Yeah, get it? Just um, totally repellent in every way. I always remember the joke of her being the little French woman and, and saying, happiness is so hard to find. That's in this one. No, Did they wait, put that in the trailer? It? I don't think they no, put that's it in the trailer. In, I thought that was in Hot Shots. No, it's in this. Happiness is so hard to find. And he's like, excuse me? She's like, are we sure that's goes, on hot shots? Oh, happiness. No, because it's absolutely. Um, I knew that joke. Yeah. The it's joke may joke. well be in hot shots as, as well. Yeah, but it is. Yeah. It is very much in Beverly Hillbillies. I remember it very specifically. Okay. Um, Diedrich Bader playing Jethro. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like hell to the yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's perfect. I, I, and and having Erica Alaniac, she had a she had a good go. You know, she sure. in the early nineties. Yeah, this is under siege. She had under, she was an bordello under of blood here, and oh, yeah. this, then bordello of bloods at the bottom. Sure, yeah, she did ET a couple of years before this. I'm ready to watch Bordello of Blood again. I think I know it's darkness, but I'm ready. Yeah, I think it's time for Bordello yeah. of Blood. It's time to revisit yeah. Bordello of Blood. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Chachi. Okay, Chachi. Oh yeah, we he watched that on a movie night because I remember we did. Sure did. We just kept Chachiing the whole time. You got oh, yeah, my neck do. there, Chachi. It's the way to survive. Portello of blood. It's mm. like going limp in a car accident. <laughs> uh, I I I have to talk about this next movie. I've sure. been waiting so long to talk about Malice. Oh man, we love Malice. Malice. We love Malice here. Malice. This is from the writer Aaron Sorkin. And uh-huh. a few others. It's from the director of Domestic Disturbance. Um, Boy, that guy. We look at that up, guy's. It's like, is this, is yeah. this your whole vein, dude? I knew about this movie for so long before I had seen it because I grew up in Northampton, Massachusetts, where this was shot. The exteriors. Um, so for the longest time, there was a bridge that just said Boston and Maine on it for a railway. And it was like, is that really Boston and Maine? And it's like, no. They just painted it for the movie, and then no one got rid of it because it was like, yeah, fuck it. What are we going to do to take it down? Malice permanently disfigured your hometown. It did. And like, people, uh, yeah, it was just always there staring at us. The memory of Malice was looking at us. Um, That seems like a curse, right? We have a memento of Malice in our town. That's a Stephen King ass thing, especially with the the bridge saying Maine on it. Oh, Um, yeah. So while the world forgot Malice, I never did. So the plot of this movie and in my head, I cannot stop thinking about no Roger Ebert's review of this, which is the plot of this movie is implausible. Like this would yeah. never the plot of this movie would so, never happen. The premise is that this was they reference it in 30 Rock, which I love because they do the thing where Jack talks all his misdeeds and he says, I once said I am God during a deposition because this is the movie of that. Right. With mm-hmm. he plays a doctor who accidentally, um, uh, through malpractice, removes Nicole Kidman's ability to to have kids, uh, and he's he's you know sued. And then it's more twisty than that. It's a twisty mystery thriller. So that's as much as I will say. Bill Pullman is there. Who they say? Who their credit they give Bill Pullman is a league of their own. So that's the wildest part about this trailer. This trailer, yeah. 
it, it doesn't know it's like Alec Baldwin from these movies and Bill Pullman from this and Nicole Kidman. It's like, you don't have to tell me where they're from. No. And then it, I know you, where you they're from. I love when it gets where to... Nicole Kidman is from at this time. Yeah. And maybe Bill, Bill Pullman. Pullman too. I, I love that when they get to Anne Bancroft and George C. Scott, they just don't say anything. They're like, yes, I get they're the most which, famous people. I understand. At the time. I understand why, but like free of context and in, in the year of our Lord, 2023, when like a teen will watch this and not know who the fuck they are. It seems very funny. <laughs> like, yeah. It By seems the way, like they yeah. just didn't bother. And these two who didn't do anything in notes, we're not even going to tell you. Yeah. You know who did. else is in this fucking movie? Um, Gwyneth Paltrow. Sure. Sure. And Peter Gallagher and Tobin Bell. This is this movie's stacked. Gwyneth Paltrow. But it's, again, it's stacked with people. in the uh, trailer. Yeah. Right. It's people who weren't them yet. And it's just so weird. Nicole Kidman, though, if I'm not mistaken, she was... I believe she was already Tom Cruise. She was already Several married to Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise at this Yeah, point, the reason yeah. I know that is because people freaked out because she had dinner with Tom Cruise while making this movie in in Northampton. They were like, "Oh my god." Um And then they went to Harold's for some ice cream. Yeah, they did. It's just very uh, yeah, I don't know. Alec Baldwin, surely he was famous by now, right? Oh yeah, he was, he was already famous. They just like They just yeah. did that. That's like a marketing thing Hunt for they Red did, October. They they're naming yep. their past big hits so that you'll go you know oh it's a good it's movie funny, I'll go see yeah. it yeah, I like it's just that a thing they did most movies in this era have a dash of Gwyneth Paltrow in them yeah like a sprinkling, a sprinkling. yeah, yeah just, she's, she's a garnished sprinkling a severed head or two throughout if you will. the decade yeah 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 um, let's move on uh, I want to watch Malice now so bad Shit, yeah. and like just the, the we could cool, do it on movie night but I'll just I can just watch I'm on my hat is for yeah. yeah, Jeff Malice. Malice. There was a, it's actually it's not a good movie night because it's it's kind of slow. It's more like this would be we've a terrible it on, movie night movie. We have watched it on movie night. No, uh, have we? Yes, it's the most recent time we've watched it. Um, but the great thing about Malice is I never remember what happens in Malice. Oh yeah, so, it, it erases your memory. You're at right. The end it's time. not a movie that it's like it's like paycheck. The, you got Sonnenfelded. Uh, yeah, the, I know the twist of Malice, but the thing about this movie is that it again it it goes a lot slower because there's no action really. It's it's really just it's like kind of a noir thriller. Yeah. yeah, so it's not a let's all get together and watch Malice type of movie. Although I do but encourage all the teens out there a to let's do all that. get together and watch Malice type of movie. You can serve wine and cheese. Yeah, yeah. you'd have to serve really like waspy things. Yes. As part yeah, of this yeah. series, like everybody in this movie is beautiful and well off. You know what? Let's all get together and watch Malice. Let's the three it. of us. Yeah. Just like no one else there. Um, fly out. Um, yeah. No. We'll yeah. Get or we'll, we'll fly to you. Yeah. Either way. Let's do it. Let's watch Malice. Dinner party. Malice. To yeah. Malice destination cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I want it. Um, cool runnings. Yeah. This was uh, oh man. This took the nation by storm. It, yeah. Man, yeah, this is a huge hit. I loved this movie. John Turtletob. Yeah, yeah. John Turtletob, director of National Treasure. Hell yeah. I mean, making if, a national treasure. If Disney's making a, a live action movie, get you some Turtletob to get some self Yeah. I I remember more or less how this ends. Mm-hmm. Um I remember fucking loving this movie as a kid. I haven't seen it in so long that I don't remember much else. And I just feel like I should leave it there in my memory. Oh, well, like, I 
have this movie damn near memorized. Um, right. I think it still holds up. I mean, there's a few dated things. It's not, if you're worried about it being like dated, it, it isn't no, really. It's more of like, I'm worried about like, oh, the jokes aren't as good because oh, I'm not a well, kid. Oh, well, yeah, you they're know? still, they're kind of like corny. They're going to be little corny. silly Jamaican fish out of water jokes. PG rated yeah, like, jokes. I don't know? need to watch it again because I have it up there in the head in in, a, in my joy bucket. Yeah. And, it's and this like, is, you this know, like, has, oh God. I was just gonna say, like Rudy, I know that they've like embellished a lot of the real, the true life events. Um, but I well, like yeah. this. I like this movie. <laughs> so I mean, um, it's all I know based I around. Re- I don't know. I need to revisit Rudy, but um, yeah. Anyway, I, it's based around a premise that I don't think is that silly. Where they're like a Jamaican bobsled team, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm sure that like, uh, I'm sure they can like practice there with. Like I think they do it. They like put wheels on it. Mm-hmm. It just it's just like I, I I sure you know like I like even as a kid I was like I don't think right like as a, as a as a kid I <laughs> yeah. did wonder about that because I would think like well sure it would be tough for them to train at home but like like I it seriously this movie made me start thinking about like well what do you have to do to be in the bobsled right because we don't right. where does the American team train and like I started thinking about like like so what are like what are like the I know but like what are like the rules for getting about like I was I really this movie really made me start to think about like what like the rules for the Olympics were in, in terms yeah. of how you could get a, a team also, somewhere in the true story apparently the Jamaican team was just met with open arms no one cared <laughs> people were like cool yeah they, yeah, they, 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 they threat, do you know like what but this yeah. is also well, they, they, they amp up a lot of like the op- opposition in the movie yeah. anyway sorry this is yeah. also indicative of that fear that you have when you remember something as being great and you're like, I don't want to find out this is racist. Oh yeah. There's so I, much I potential I, for like playful racism from right. this time where you're just like, do I, I don't, I do haven't want to scratch that surface. Right. I haven't rewatched this recently no. enough to like emphatically say like there very like, well could be a scene where John Candy is in brown face with like a mop on his head to simulate dreads. And, I know. He, I know. He says a, as a bit, and you're just like, "Oh man, I don't, yeah." I didn't want to. Say I know. This. I know. He says some. I know. He says like, "Yeah, man," or "No problem, man," in a, in a Jamaican accent at one point. But I don't think he does brown face or a, or no. a wig or. Anything. And also, I wouldn't go so far as to even call that. Depends on context. Well, it's. Right? I mean, I he's. Know. he's, it's, he's it's... I know. I will say that like the movie deals with racism in the movie because the team again apparently this wasn't the truth of it but they do play up like the the white racers being like what the hell are these guys doing here you know and so they do kind of they do address the racism aspect of so it would be i remember those scenes i I haven't watched it recently enough to say whether or not there's like an embarrassing ass trading places scene yeah man it would be so funny if iceland just takes out a thing and be like did we do something wrong to you disney (laughs) <laughs> have we done anything Fuck. wrong to be systematically portrayed as the villains in every one of your lives? like we're the we're 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 iceland we're not like germany we don't even have a history of doing rough stuff man come on but that's why right where they're like oh, i don't know who's who can we just like who can we pick ta- on t- yeah, who's yeah, not gonna who say take, anything about take it a, down a yeah. peg like that Reykjavik. i i need to go back to the 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 bobsledding of it all because mm-hmm. i i can't stress this enough bobsledding doesn't feel like it needs to be a winter sport it feels like it doesn't involve winter at all it's basically just like an alpine slide like the it's just because the traction of the ice right or the lack of traction but it's just like 
I, I don't understand. Like, what, yeah. how did they get away with making this? Like, this is a winter thing. It's like, no, you made a roller coaster because it's a That's lot it. more easily accessible to do it during the winter. When it's, when it's actually cold outside, it's like way yeah. cheaper and more efficient. But it's just like a wagon with wheels. Maintain a, a bobsled track. Yeah. Plus, yeah. by by not having wheels, I have a feeling that's a lot safer. Yeah. I down. also like this might be controversial. I feel like it, it kind of conned its way into being a sport. Like, I feel like you stick me in a bobsled, I'm getting to the bottom one way or another, right? It might not be pretty, yeah, but I'll get there. That's, a, uh, that's actually a pretty... I've, I've seen stand-up talking about that a lot, where, where they, they do the same with skeleton. What's skeleton? Skeleton is a downhill sport that's like solo bobsledding, where you're just on this, like, little... You're basically on, like, a couple wheels on your back going down, and somebody's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're like, that can't be impossible to finish you might not be alive crossing the finish line but <laughs> yeah you'll get there you're gonna complete it yeah <laughs> i mean it's the that that said this is the coolest olympic sport right yeah, like, it's awesome there's wait no, there's no, no other no no fucking judo no it's this mix them yeah do they do is crescent kicks like is it's like it's like I know judo. which is also i i believe in i but like I, it's yeah. rad it's like rad karate I think karate sled is what we need. Yeah, you just yeah. like it's like sort of like jousting. You have yeah. three guys driving and then one guy like hanging out, getting ready to kick the guy coming by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's make it happen. I like this. See, this is Let's why I want to know the rules of how you field an Olympic team so we can field our karate mm. bobsled team. Gamefully unliving <laughs> after we try our first bobsled. <laughs> um, it's an okay, attitude so- like that. That was the number two. This in October 1993. This is the number two film. Most audiences were like, "This is what we. This is what we want." Yes, but what would number one be? I'll tell you what. Mm. For all the movies <laughs> I haven't watched in this, I've watched this one enough times to make, make up, up for, for all the others. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Demolition Man. Yes. Mm. And a great pinball machine. I just looked up the. It's just great all around. It's great all around. I'm like kind of shocked that the director of this didn't really make. He made Excess Baggage. Remember that? Oh film? hell yeah, I sure do. Yeah. He made Dinotopia, the TV series, but like he hasn't. How do you make? I guess he was like, I did it. I made the perfect film. Right. There's no Why, reason to. Yeah. What are you gonna do? It's, what are you gonna do following Demolition Man? Judge Dread. Yeah. He just he he's done like things after, but they are all like smaller films. They might not even be American films. And again, that's fine. Um, well, can we add that Rob Schneider still busy in 93 it's the year of Schneider really yeah, busy, a, yeah. yeah. we were, we were trying out Rob Schneider this year too and Dennis Leary um, comedy yeah this movie is this is a good movie and Glenn Shaddix he's in this one and in Nightmare Before oh, yeah. Christmas uh, I do have the Glenn Shaddix um, assistant Bob trading card um, perched on yeah, my too. autographed Dunstan checks in Hell yeah. Um, promotional still from Glenn Shattuck. So good. I will add um, that on an I Must Break You this recent month, I did open a pack of Demolition Man trading cards. That's so And good. I got a Joel Silver card. Fuck yes. <laughs> I got is, a, he just, is he just a, in, a, in a cloud of white mist? I got a Joel Silver cloud. I got <laughs> um, a card. I got the director. Who it's like blah, 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 blah. Marco Marco Beltrami, I think. Yeah. Right. I got I got his card. I got one card that's just an eyeball on a on the 
the surgical tool. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Nice. Morgan Smithers eyeball, man. I got one that's yeah. just the chair, just yeah. the lockdown chair. Like, yeah, so there I do. Were, there were, I opened bits. a pack of like seven or nine cards, and like half of them were like, here's a prop. <laughs> like, well, yeah, imagine being the person who's doing the cards for Demolition Man. They're like, we need like 500 of these. And they're like, fuck. No, nope, okay. there's so much to do, though. You could yeah, Jesse Ventura yeah, card. One of those things is yeah, Joel Silver. A, a Jack Joel Black card. I, re- yeah. I really want a box of that now. I, I have a feeling those everything. are affordable. <laughs> yeah, mm. like who wants the Demolition Man cards apart I mean, from we me? Do. Yeah. I mean, um, now that I've now that I've put this out, somebody's gonna just look, guys. Send price me, is gonna go way up on eBay or something. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you? Uh, wow, you can get the Tom. You can get the set. Very, very affordably. I want the set. I want. A, I want the thrill of opening it and seeing Joel Silver. <laughs> um. So that's gonna set you back. Um. It seems like the boxes are going roughly sixty. That yeah. seems high. So yeah. being one hundred percent honest, that seems high. A little too much for Demolition Man. Um. Yeah. This movie is. I awesome. think of this. Yeah, I think this movie, like, I don't know if this is a perfect comparison. Something like The Matrix, it's hard because The Matrix was the first of its kind, so I don't quite like that comparison. But you know what I mean, where it's like you, where you can see them green writing, lighting then a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and being like, is this going to work? And they're like, fucking, I don't know, The Matrix worked. We didn't think that was going to work. Like, this is nonsense. Um, I guess because it has Sylvester Stallone, people should know this is clearly going to be more of a hit. But like... Not, I mean, Topper just, My Mom Will Shoot was not that far. Oh, that's prior. a good point. And Oscar. Yeah, it's just the, like, it's why well, the aforementioned it, Oscar. Star Wars is another example where it's like, then all the movies that came out around then, where you're like, why did they make this? And it's like, well, because they saw Star Wars and they're like, that was a bunch of gibberish, but that worked out. Yeah. This is that, right? Where they, like, this made it big and they're like, fuck, man, I don't know what people want anymore. You have to this remember, is... too, that Stallone was still a huge star, but this was probably the bleakest period of his career. He, yeah, has, but he this... has one more hit after this with Judge Cliffhanger. Judge. Oh, sorry. So, uh, but, yeah, this like, is yeah, that bleak. In, in, in between, like, 93 and, like, Schwarzenegger too is about to hit a real rough patch. All the action guys do in the yeah. mid to late Eraser's 90s. gonna hit, yeah. and he's gonna be like, "Maybe I fist fight the devil." What about that? Would you like to see that? Yeah. My name like is Jericho Kane. I'm so biblical. What if I? What if I remake Total Recall and call it a different name? What about that? Mm. We'll call it the Six Day or something. One? Oh no, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. So like, it, it is funny that they were like, they're like, we gotta make something stick. These guys are still like super famous. They're like still huge. And this just showed up and it young Sandy Bullock. Oh, like, she's she's never been bad. She's always been good. This is mm-hmm. this is uh in a way, I think this might be my favorite Stallone. Yeah, I, I it might be mine it's too. It's one of my favorite movies. It, I think <laughs> I like is, it more so, than Rocky Four. This is the thing. Stallone did mostly a different thing than Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, as we've learned in our podcast about him, he did a lot of weird high concept shit. And you don't think about it until you go back and watch it. And you're like, yeah, everything he did was like a sci-fi film that didn't even need to be a Schwarzenegger film. Stallone, I feel like, stayed away from that for the most part. And this felt like his version of that, where he's like, you know what? I can do like a weird fucked up. You know, yeah, but he really, running man he didn't bullshit. Do too many high concept things. You're right. No, no, because and, uh, Schwarzenegger took him. Like, 
The yeah. thing people seem to forget is just how fucking brilliant Schwarzenegger was. And Stallone's great actor, great writer, great writer, uh, medium actor, I guess. But great. He's, he's, yeah. pretty, he's pretty. He's 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 pretty good when he wants to be. I've I'm not a Stallone person, and what I mean by that is like not the way I am Schwarzenegger. Right, Schwarzenegger and is a lot of it much more clever. Well, than- a lot of it's for the reason I'm saying, which is that like I'm into Schwarzenegger films without even realizing it. And what I mean by that is I'm a fan of Predator and Terminator, yeah. and like like I'm fans of the things that he's in. Yeah, well, he's um, he's incredibly clever. And like he knows, I think he's really good at knowing what people are gonna want generally, and right. he he's open to taking risks. You know, like there's the famous story of like he because of the like friendly rivalry between him and Stallone, he tricked Stallone into taking "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot" by pretending he wanted it. Yes, and like and stuff like that, where like he knew that was a bomb. Stallone doesn't know what's going to be a bomb, and Schwarzenegger can you, tended to know. Yeah, can you imagine being the writer of that film, by the way, and learning that, like... Right, because at yeah, the time, you're we like, boy, Schwarzenegger and Stallone are fighting over my yeah. movie. Yeah. Bragging about it at Thanksgiving. Oh. Bit yeah. of a bidding war going on. From the director of The Sixth Day, by the way. So yeah. he got Schwarzenegger eventually. Um, yeah, and now I realize he did... Uh, yeah, he but did... That's, that's Judge so, Dredd right after this. So, so Stallone must have. So that's why the sixth day feels like revenge. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like Stallone, this was a hit. So he's like, I guess I will do the sci fi stuff. And he did Demolition Man. And it was like, never mind. Oh, you mean Judge Dredd? Although. Yeah. Well, Judge, or Judge Dredd. I do like I could, to think that he was like, me and Rob Schneider, it's our chemistry that made Demolition Man. Well, so I mean, it's good. absolutely why he picked him because he thought he was funny in Demolition Man. So he's yeah. like, hey, 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 so here's what I'm going to say about Rob Schneider in 1993. Uh, certainly not Rob Schneider. In 2023? 2023. Um, every piece of information that I have received from him is that he is a he was a delight on set. That everybody liked him on set. Oh. And to the I, to at this time, I was just, not to brag, but I was at the 30th anniversary of Surf Ninjas at Be Kind okay. Video with Ernie Reyes Jr. and Nicholas Cowan. It's kind of a brag. But yeah. It's a little bit of a brag, Huge but brag. Do I have a signed VHS copy by both of them? Yes, I do. Um, Nick Cowan said, oh, like Rob Schneider was spent a lot of time just like doing bits with me, having fun, helping me with my lines. He's like, I don't speak about who he is now, but back then there was no better person to have as my sort of movie mentor apparently people really like him back then i don't want to be mean but i'm going to be mean to rob schneider i think that's ultimately what happened what i mean by that is like you know when people are like how do they keep making the all these bad adam sandler films the the reason why is because he makes them under budget and he's really polite and good to be around and everybody likes most liked person in hollywood yeah, and I think that's ultimately why Rob Schneider was in things during this time where they're like, yeah, he says the lines. It's kind of funny. Kids kids laugh. And, uh, you know, he's likable. And the, and the But he was never, like, he's just there. He's the, right? He's never good. So he's the like, pressure he never release valve away. is what he is. He's, so like, yeah. he's fine in a, in a, well, okay. Again, but speaking he, about him at this time, 
this is how he was best utilized. He is fine exactly. in a role like Demolition Man. Yeah, but he is aggressively replaceable. I guess is my point. Yeah, but where they are like, we could stick another guy in you in here in a second. I don't agree, and that's why he's like a nice guy. And I think the moment he stopped being a nice guy. He's like, I don't get work anymore. And it's like, yeah, because, I mean, it's not the equation isn't working anymore. Like, that's my guess, at least. I don't agree that he was replaceable in 1993. I think the characters he plays are decidedly Rob Schneider, as in they were very funny, snarky, because they were all it was like that level of like snark. And also the fact that he was like tiny. And in this movie, he's literally playing what everybody else is doing. No, he's not. like that's the thing. He's yeah, he no, is. He's he, just like I'm happy-go-lucky future. No, future he's cuck. he's the snarky version of that though. He's the he's the one with the slightly sarcastic edge. He's like ah, he, he doesn't know how to do. I guess the so, yeah. Stuff. And everybody else is all a bunch of Pollyannas in the future. You know, they're yeah, like, very base. And he is he brings. <laughs> God, I hate saying this sentence. Rob Schneider brings an edge. Uh, woof. But I do <laughs> I, think yeah, that I at guess. this time, I... if you look at like the characters he played in Home Alone 2 and this and even Judge Dredd and Beverly Hillbillies, like it's all very much that like slimy yet affable like in Surf Ninjas, which also came out this year. Like he's slimy and likable at the same time and can shift to either one more easily like in in judge dread he's a victim of the of the circumstance he's a victim of the times and so he's much more earnest in his likability whereas in home alone 2 he's a group of assholes he's unlikable it depends on he was a good chameleon to a point with what he was bringing to the table and he's also a bad person Mm. Yeah, I just think you could also <laughs> show David Spade or Dana Carvey in there personally. Like, I don't, I don't see him as. Um... I disagree, though, and I know that's a. It doesn't make it doesn't do the point, but like Dana Carvey's too low energy, sarcastic. I just see him the same way, like when um, what's his fucking name? Uh, we just talked about Bordello of Blood. Like when Dennis he Miller. had his Dennis Miller had a few movies. It was like, yeah, it's it's well, like fine, a Miller, but it's a not Miller. Like, David Spade type, and I apologize to David Spade for lumping him together with <laughs> De- Dave, Dennis Miller. Um, they're too caustic for Demolition Man, right? Because yes. they don't. I'm not they're saying, too self aware. So, I'm just but saying I, that. I see like, what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we spent way too time, no, too much haven't. time talking on Rob not, Schneider. Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> not, not nearly enough time. I, and maybe this is, and and it came to me as we're talking about that these SNL guys that had like one major hit character or one major hit skill that that might have translated at the time very specifically. Um, oh, for that. sure. And, I I mean, that's a big part of, you know, uh, uh, Mike Myers and yeah. stuff like that, where it's like, they kind of, you know, they kind of had this window and then it's like, do you evolve comedically or not? Honestly, I don't care. Like they can do either. It's fine. But I would argue also, we forget about this, but Rob Schneider really had his time in the early 2000s when comedy was terrible. Yeah, when they were and making. And he was like, now's my time the to shine. The animal and the hot chick. The hot yeah. chick. When Deuce it was Bigelow, indistinguishable. Yeah, it I was, do not. all comedy was that bad and he could just slip right in there. I'm not going to lie. I do like Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Never seen it. Never one. seen it. I do not hate it. I I, I remember having good jokes in it when it. I saw it, but I haven't seen it in Amy, 20 years and I'm not going to. Amy Poehler with Tourette's 
is I mean that's a that's a good pitch right there. Like but like it's it's a it's a surprisingly there's a reason it got a sequel. It's a surprisingly charming and likable movie starring a surprisingly uncharming and unlikable person. Yeah. I've ne- I haven't seen a single Rob Schneider. The uh, actual vehicle. funniest person in Demolition Man might be Bob Gunton. <laughs> oh, he's great. In terms of or like ben- in terms of like skill. Yeah. Benjamin yeah, I Bratt. guess so. Oh, Benjamin um, Bratt's great in it. Funny. Yeah. No, um, I just mean in terms of the character, but I was gonna say Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is fucking great in this movie. He's oh, having yeah. a blast. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was I think my uh I had a friend whose computer password was Boggle and his hint was what's my blank. Nice. <laughs> Wesley tough. Snipes, I, I this oh. is maybe a little a little controversial. I feel like if you don't have him, this movie didn't would nope. work. You need yeah, somebody I, you, you need, need somebody, somebody like who him. is equally yeah this is this is literally techno futuristic batman and the joker now i'm looking at the cast i I, again i feel bad i feel like stallone is the least vital actor he's like sandra bullock he's good don't get me wrong but it's like you you just need like a straight man basically you just need like you know what you need you need a guy that looks like he's got a little higher percentage of caveman in him yeah. Yes, that helps that's for the, sure. That's their. They call him. I think they even call him. A oh yeah. So like that idea yeah. with like he's got that like strong forehead. Um, no, he's definitely the perfect person to cast in that role for sure. Oh, yeah. But it's it's a lot of him reacting to other actors sure, giving yeah. these you know very unique performances. Yeah, like, if this was think about it now, like take an action star now, take like The Rock. If he was playing Demolition Statham. Man, it. I don't think it would be as good. I could see Jason Statham doing it a little bit, but he he's he's like a different type of angry, you know? Yeah. He'd be like he's like the hunk of wiry. Chunk, the no, I, f- I, f- I feel like yeah, you'd, ca- you'd you'd cast Statham as Simon Phoenix. Ooh, give him the hair. Give him the same give hair. Him the same exact Put a wig hair. on him. Because yeah, because he fucking kicks people too. <laughs> yeah, he people. loves kicking people. <laughs> Have the same like record scratching when he beats yeah, people yeah. up. That's well. That's actually a that's a song on the soundtrack. It's called Simon Says. Amazing. <laughs> Where they play clips that from the movie in it. Scratching. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, look, I, honestly, I know we talked movie. a lot about this, but I'm okay with it because it's amazing. Right. It's yeah. the best movie ever. We should keep man. going though. We should keep. Yeah, moving. we should keep moving. Let's sure. let's All get right. on to some new stories. All right. Let's thank some producers. Big ol' thank you to Deborah's Awesome, Barbara's Great, and Cancer Can Go to Hell, 93. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving, 93 vampire. Thank you. Thank you to Driftless Says, Long Live the New Flesh, thank 1993. Thank you to E.T., the Extravagant Terrestrial, 93. Thank you. Thank you to... Exploding 93 Runes. Thank you so much. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly comes out at 1993. Mostly. Thank you. Thank you to Heathcliff's 93 Helping Handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Issue 3 is out now. Gorge yourself on our fiction. Gorge 93. Thank you. Thank you to Chris Sean 93 Avich. Thank, uh, you. thank you to Look Ma. I'm on a podcast in 1993. Thank you. All right. Thank you to Mabel Step on 93. Step on me. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with, with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill 93. Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz 93. 93. Thank you to Mike the Lurker 93. Thank you. Thank you to Mongolian Throat Skanking, 93. Thank you. Thank you to Mr. Tell Your Wife How Many Patreon Subscriptions You Have, 93, Before You Agree Thank to Buy a you. House. 
Thank you to musical guest Rob Ritchie, 93. <laughs> Thank you to no one Thank can you. hear you scream in Space McNulty, 93. Thank you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers, 93. Thank you. And thank you to Pete Vorpagel, 93. All right. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Disney VFX workers are voting to unionize. Finally, we've been like keeping up with this. Like It feels like they kept saying they're going to unionize, but it's all these different like groups. Well, um, now they're voting to unionize, and that's yeah, a I good idea. Yeah, I hope they unionize, and then they're like, cool, we're on strike. I'm sure that's good. Uh, media. Let them do it to happen. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Yeah. We can oh, wait. Yeah. Gentlemen and folks listening at home, we can fucking wait. Yeah, we can wait for the Moana live action. Yeah, it's please fine. make us wait for the Moana live action. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, unanimously uh, to unionize. I love- I do love the order in which this keeps happening, which is like, I think it works. It was like the writers and they're like, fuck, okay, we can't write movies. The actors and they're like, no actors. And then they got the writers and they're like, cool, we can write it. And the actors, and then they're going to get the visual effects. So they like, can't do post. And it's like every step of the way is slowly unionizing. Um, and, and hopefully going on strike, but yeah, good, good for them. Good for, for your them. rights to do to live. Yeah. And party. They, yeah. They want money. And, uh, you know, good. Um, you should, speaking you should of, still guard your right to party. Oh, yeah. You got yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, related, slightly, was this Mean Girls thing that happened. Paramount released Mean Girls oh, in yeah. 23 parts on TikTok, which was cute. It was like, oh, and then someone pointed out immediately, like, yeah, it's so they don't pay any residuals. Yeah, they're doing this because I mean, they're exploiting a loophole. Yeah, but. It's, it's like they're testing the new contract where they're like, I bet we could do this without paying them. Yeah, I, I do think that you wonder if that is a purposeful choice for them to do it or if it's just like, oh, yeah, this didn't didn't matter. I'm sure it helped. It influenced the decision because otherwise yeah. they would have had to pay these people residuals. You could. So here's. Yeah, here's the thing. Like if they had to pay to to do to do this, I guarantee they wouldn't have. Yes, I don't think this is gonna hurt anyone. No, and what I mean by that is people are gonna see part fifteen and just go, "Oh, I should rent Mean Girls." Like no one's gonna like watch it on TikTok and be like, "Haha, I was gonna watch, I was gonna rent it, but now I'm not." Um, it's still like. It's like way to draw attention to this fact. It's like it, yeah, right, they should be yeah. paying residuals for this, right? right? I, yeah, I'm sure they didn't come out like this this the genesis of this plan was not how can we screw people over i'm right. sure they just found oh this would be cute if we did it on october 3rd because that's the mean girls thing and we can do it this way and hey if we do it this way we don't have to pay anybody exactly <laughs> but i'm i keep thinking about like elon over there like uh put things on twitter video and and <laughs> right elon and then they don't they just and don't then, nobody's doing <laughs> it but it's like if someone does that will they have to get to if some, you know, if they put fucking Sound of Freedom or whatever on there, does that mean they're not going to pay the residuals to the people who made that? I would assume movie? Elon Musk um, is not interested in paying residuals. No, to the point being that like this might be the start of them finding a new loophole. Right, it's the, it's the length of the clip. Ah, it's, okay. it's the rule that they're exploiting is when you like twenty nine seconds a, or something, something like that. It's intended to be used for when you're showing a clip on like a talk show. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm just waiting for them to be like, it's the new streaming service that shows your movie in 29-second clips in yeah. succession. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually think it's not necessarily even the talk show thing because that's considered promotional. I think it's um, review stuff. 
Like, I think it's like um, there's a uh, like a fair use thing for a certain amount of time. That's a different thing. When you yeah. do when you're that's, doing that. Right? That's to avoid a copyright strike. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, OK. I'm this this is for this is for like residual payment. If you're like mm. publicly screening a clip from this movie, then you got to pay the people. We should publicly screen a clip from this movie. We should show Mean Girls. Yeah. 23 parts. <laughs> yeah. No. I do like this. Movie, 30 though. parts. Let's make the clips. I mean, mean Girls is a pretty I mean, it's it's, it's dated a in a lot of spots, but it's still pretty sweet. Yeah. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, the, the spots are that it's dated at. They're not even that dated really. Are they? I mean, maybe I, I haven't rewatched it in a bit, but anyway. Yeah. Mean Girls. Um, <laughs> that's it for news stories. Do we want to just keep on keep this hype train going? Uh, you, you, yeah, let's keep this this hype train a choo choo in. All right, we got some more producers to thank. Let's do it. Uh, big old thank you to Numenol Ultra Microscopic Silico, Volcano Coniosis 93, Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Pre Order 93, Superstar, TikTok Superstar, Juice and Barge's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. Pre orders are super important. Thank you. Thank you to Pumpkin Ed thank 93. You. Thank you to Rev 93MD. 93. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro 93. baby. Thank you to Rosemary's 1993 baby from Eraserhead. 93. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse 1993 Pyramid. Thank you to Sorry Cop. World's most laughable 1993 centrist. 1993. Thank you to Steed 93 Finn. Thank you. Thank you to the autopsy of J. Crow 93. Ka! 93! Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct self-destruct button 93 on the top of every baby's head. 93. Thank, thank you. you. That was my impression of a crow. Nice. You were great. Uh, thank you to the Midnight Patriot. Patriots at midnight. 93, baby. 93. Thank 93. you. Um, thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. 93. 93. Thank you to the producer formerly known as the ghost of Dave Thomas. 93. Thank you. Thank you to the Tubi Terror Bunny. Says support workers. Egg David Zaslov, nineteen ninety-three. Thank you to these seven bees, ninety-three. Ninety-three bees. Thank you to Tiger Doors Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head, ninety-three. Thank you to Tip Drizzle, nineteen ninety-three. Thank you to Tux, ninety-three. Thank you. Thank you to Vincent with a Y, ninety-three. Thank you. Thank you to watch take a flying fuck at the moon. Mm. 1993. Thank you. Thank you to your mom. 93. Thank you. Thank you to Ziz because Pie Guy liked being last in 1993. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 1993. What a year. What a year. Mm. Folks, gentlemen, yeah. Dave. We did it. We've done it. We've come to the end of things. End of the road. At the end of the road. Although we've us. come. It's the 93 one. recording artist voice to men once saying. Um, do you happen to have one last little movie, Dave, that deserves some more hype in 93? Uh, sure. Why not? Let me whip one together real quick. Right Sweet. Here. Oh, right. Jeff, I'm so glad you're here. Make for us this. a quick little movie, Dave. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'll make you together. a quick little just movie. Together. All right, folks. This is called The Invisible Fight. This is coming out early 2024. It's hitting, um, what's it called? Festivals. It only has a handful of reviews for that reason. Doesn't seem like that many people have seen it. Also, it's an Estonian martial arts comedy, um, which is a thing that exists. Um, it is. I'm very curious about this movie. It 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 doesn't go too hard in like 
like it's being it's clearly shot like a 70s martial arts movie um it's set in the soviet union in the 70s got that eight millimeter film grit to it yeah it's got like the tarantino like kill bill grindhouse um it's apparently it has a combination of uh it's it's about a guy who decides to be a kung fu master who's studying a black metal a kung fu group of monks an orthodox monastery it's a lot of things someone uh, one of the reviews says it's a cross between shaolin soccer and chimkata yeah that's but with I was better production it. values and orthodox monks i, I was actually um, gonna mention the shaolin soccer energy to it that it yeah what it looks like or or i guess i mean probably not kung fu hustle that seems a little too extreme yeah but yeah and they they're saying like there's a scene where like black metal kung fu like ninjas are fighting a kgb officer so it's like it's a lot of stuff and it it actually gives me a little bit of kung fury vibes but it feels less forced kung fury Meaning was kung the fury... most try hard shit that i have ever seen. right yeah this it movie's all, not it... sorry Oh, it took all the Kung Fury was like it took all the memes we already knew. Does right. that make sense? It, right, that's just, it was trading on all the memes that we are so like. Yeah. This one is. This one looks like it's all new. Yeah, black <laughs> black metal in a Russian Orthodox monastery. Like none of that's none of that's memes. Yeah, yeah. and there's a re- re- like romantic relationship with a woman who quote may or may not be a demon. Sweet. So like, there's a lot of stuff in this, and I'm like, what what's going on here? Yeah, like satire is at its best when there is subtle as like and even even like for example and i know that this isn't the definition of a subtle film airplane airplane has held up in spite of the fact that nobody knows airport 77 yes it doesn't matter in spite of the fact that it's making a number of pop culture references that are now 50 years out of yes those references still land like this is fun. Like it's not there. Like this looks, this looks good because it's not trying so hard. And again, Kung Fury, we, you know, bring that up. Like I, I, I kind of my ass was chapped about that movie because it's you watch it and you're like, man, you guys are trying so hard to capture the zeitgeist of something from two years ago. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and then you'd see something like Axe Cop when it was first released, and you're like, okay, well, this is fun because of how effortless the creation of it was not effortless. Obviously they put work into it, but this has the energy more of an ax cop than a Kung Fury. It feels more authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently according to the reviews, it's way more introspective than you'd assume too. Like apparently it's, there's like scenes about the character, like trying to find himself and like it's, it's, it gets a little more like serious or touching that it needs to. So it sounds like they're actually trying to make a movie too. Like it's not just a series of memes paced together. It's, it's, they're trying to like tell a story about something uh, at the same time, which I appreciate. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's all to say like the trailer, like you can kind of get the vibes where you're like, this is different. Like this is definitely trying to be like a cheeky meme, but it, it feels like it was made with a lot of skill and I'm just super yeah, curious. This is, it, go ahead. I was just to say the trailer is extremely silly. Like it looks really, yeah. really silly, um, but really skillfully done. And with that grindhouse sheen, so they're deliberately trying to make it look like a vintage movie, which 
would you know that's always kind of like a uh do i like it's a how, red flag right it, Hello, it, it can yeah. be a red flag but like this yeah. i'm not getting that a red flag from no. this movie it looks no. and on top of the, you know what's funny is i think of barbarian as having that filter on it and it didn't no it right. didn't but Except i i the, remember fish eye in that one scene i like anyway. turbo kid turbo kid had that and it, i still liked it like you could do that i'm saying it, it can be a red flag i'm just saying yeah it, yeah i i do like that they even in the comments that uh, in the trailer, they're like, this has the makings of a cult film. They're like, we right. could see it. And again, it's sort of like a thing with like Kung Fury, for example, like the pan was flashed very fast. Um, yeah. And, and this, they're like, I think this is going to have teeth. Like all the reviews seem to be like, this is this they'll, they'll, they'll make, it'll work. Yeah. I'm hyped on it. When's it come out? Wow. Early um, 2024, it says. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, I knew I was reading the notes. I was just trying to. <laughs> what's it What's it called again, Dave? I don't know. The Invisible <laughs> Fight. Yeah. Estonian black metal kung fu movie. Sweet. Yeah, pretty sweet. Check it out, folks. Let's all go all right. to Estonia and fight some people. We should do that. We should go find yeah. where this monastery is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, But that's a sewed. I, we I, did it! We I, did it, everyone! Yeah. Woo. Oh, man, Jeff, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I never get to talk to you, Tom, so this is rare. I know, it's a rare yeah. occurrence. Rare occurrence indeed. Do you want to hit your pluggies one more time? I mean, uh, yeah. if you're here, Tom and Jeff watch Batman, obviously, you should know about that. And if you don't, shame on you. But also come hang out on the Patreon, on the Gamefully Unemployed Patreon, and listen to it. It's really fun. We're doing 2004's animated series, The Batman. Um, head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May for early access to unsuggested episodes with bonus content of shows like Jeff Has Cool Friends, as well as exclusives like Ugg Fine and uh, early access to Nerd with Dre Alvarez, although that also... Um, exists for free and then all the stuff i do with adam todd brown on you don't even like this network such as you don't even like sports you don't even like this show and you don't even like sports cards Ooh. all right sweet um i'm gonna plug the patreon Dave, real tell quick. stuff patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed g-a-m-e-f-u-l-o-y unemployed uh there's a podcast on there called tom and jeff watch batman but there's also um, Fox Muller's a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. You get access to all of those for $5 a month. We also watch movies every Friday night. That will be the night this comes out. We know what we're going to watch. We have a plan. We do. You know? Sometimes it, we don't. Is it Malice? You'll have to find out. You'll have to find out. Uh, we out. also have a store. Head over to GameForTheUnemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your malicious little peepers onto that. Mm-hmm. All right. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, Malice fans. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at, at thecorlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. 
You can find more of his artwork at Instagram.com slash MVBramleyArt. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.